Good evening and welcome to the Four Comic Junkies podcast. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, today is a very special Halloween episode, which I did not plan, but kind of happened by accident, sort of. Um, <laughs> so we're doing our last bit of uh, Green Lantern month, and what better way to celebrate Green Lantern and Halloween than by talking about Blackest Night. I know, right? It's, it's the best. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, my guest today is Andrew Roseman. He's been on the show a few times. Great guy. You know, he's he's all right, you know, when he's when he's sober. No, I'm just kidding. He's, yeah, you know, he's a good friend of mine, uh, a secret nerd, I found out. You know, he came, you know, we were hanging out one day, came over for a party, and he was like, oh, man, I love Batman forever. I'm a big Batman fan. I've read this book and that book, and, you know, and I was just like, oh, cool. I was like, well, you ever read Blackest Night? He's like, I love Blackest Night. And I was like, I love you. And we embraced. It was lovely. Now we both have covid I'm kidding. We don't. But we had a great time talking about it. And, uh, you know, I hope that you'll enjoy the episode as uh, two nerds reminisce about the blackest of nights. As always, you can find us on Twitter at 4ComicJunkies, Instagram 4ComicJunkies, Facebook page 4ComicJunkies. If you have any uh, questions, concerns, comments, suggestions for episodes, uh, you want to be a guest on an episode... Or you just straight up want to say, hey, what's up, buddy? You can email me at 4comicjunkies at gmail.com. All right. Let's get this party started. Bossa Nova! So you did, did, did you reread it or did you just like... No, I reread it and then um, I went and found some of the uh, like... So one of the things that is chaotic, I think, about Blackest Night is that while the central story is good, yeah. like, it is improved vastly by, like, all of the tie-ins and preludes, and that's just, like, a green lantern thing in yeah. general, and yeah. I think that's sort of why it's one of the most, like, for me, like, I don't read a lot of Green Lantern, even though he's one of my favorite heroes, because it's so, you have Green Lantern Corps, you have Sinestro Wars, you have, or, like, even Sinestro Corps, right, got his own. Yeah. Like, yeah. book series, and then, like, you have the actual core Green Lantern stories, and they're all from different perspectives, and it's it's kind of chaotic to read. And so when when I do read Green Lantern, I do try to find the stories like Rebirth or, mm-hmm. like, um, Blackest Night that are kind of these things that are... There is a singular-ish cohesive story, but there are preludes and there are tie-ins that obviously yeah. vastly improve those things. So I try to go back and do some reading and and researching about some of the tie-ins and preludes that I hadn't actually done when I read Blackest Night. Mm-hmm. Um, it adds a lot more to it. It does, because I think the cool thing about Blackest Night is, like, the factor, like, like just the factor of, like, you get to see your favorite heroes and villains become lanterns. Yes. And yes. that's right, that's a drawing. Like, that. that is an the, event... The, the Flash is the Blue Lantern, and uh, Lex Luthor is the Orange Lantern. Which, which is awesome. looks so cool. So, so. cool. Yeah. Uh, and, like, Scarecrow gets to be yeah, a, yeah. A, 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 a Yellow Lantern, yeah. um, which is cool. Like, it's just so rad. But um, there's so much more to the story to that, and, like, you start to see, like, Green... I think Green Lantern is, like, probably... 
and I think I said it earlier, like five seconds ago. It's like <laughs> it is so daunting because it is, it is so. I think what it's just like a space opera or something. Sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and it's it's just crazy, like the lead in, um, to to Blackest Night and how it set up a soft reboot, really, for the DC universe, which is awesome, and it, like what a cool way to do that. Right. Uh, well, that's all the time we have. Um, I thanks for coming over. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. You only drove fifteen minutes to be. <laughs> I also am not recording any of this. But I, like, that was the best stuff I've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> I was coherent and cohesive. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, I. So I I also reread it and I reread the the Green Lantern tie-ins. I didn't read the the Green Lantern core ones, but I have read in the past, I read like Blackest Night Batman, Blackest Night Superman, Blackest Night uh, Flash, which is, I think the Flash tie-in was my favorite. Yeah. Um, um, just because I thought that they did uh, some really cool stuff. Um, because I think anytime Jeff Johns writes the rogues for the Flash, it's spectacular. Um, and there's my cat licking all the comics over there. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, when when did you first like pick up the book and what inspired you to do it so it was sophomore year of college um and this is one of the few instances of like the comic shook me so much that like i um i can remember exactly when i read it and i was like reading it in senate hall at penn state barron in my dorm room um with like my um roommate arthur in the room and like just being like floored uh the inspiration was once again from like college so senior year of high school freshman year of college i was like off and on in the comic world Mm -hmm. um just reading different like iconic stories because um just as a kid i didn't have the attention span or like really i didn't have the understanding of how comics worked yeah um so I was like a late bloomer, but so I was talking, I had just like read maybe Green Lantern Rebirth, yeah, which I remember distinctly talking about in gym class in high school, in the locker room mm-hmm. with sweaty dudes getting naked and changing around me, which is where you want to be talking about Green Lantern. That's where I want to be at all times. Yeah, <laughs> that's the key. So, that's that's the real locker room talk. So when <laughs> when the president talks about his locker room. It's Green Lantern. It's it's not grabbing anybody by their genitals. It's it's Green Lantern. It's Green Lantern. And um, <laughs> I had remembered saying something like, oh, I love superheroes, and like Green Lantern's one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah. And there was um, a guy na- by the name of Chris, uh, who was very much like the comic aficionado of our school. Mm-hmm. And he had sort of talked to me about Green Lantern, and I was learning all of these things about how... how Hal Jordan died, became, like, Parallax, and all of these other things. Yeah. And, like, um, then was, like, reborn, but also perma-dead, and then was became the Spectre, um, who is this uh, figure of justice. And um, I was like, holy crap. So I thought I liked the Green Lantern in yeah. high school, but I guess I really didn't know the Green Lantern. <laughs> um and so that conversation had stuck with me for a little bit, um, and I had just finished probably reading the Nightfall saga, um, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give Green Lantern a shot, and one of the stories that popped up that is, like, a good accessible gateway, because it's sort of the, 
reboot, I guess, of the series was Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I read Rebirth, uh, and I loved it. And um, I was talking to another friend, uh, Adam Winterbottom. I still remember his name. Well, because how great of a last name is Winterbottom? <laughs> That's not a name you forget. <laughs> no, I call him Winterbooty all the time. The frosty butt. I mean, uh, was he... Did he come from Narnia? Like <laughs> He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His, the, his bottom half was an ice-covered goat ass. Um, it was great. Uh, yeah, so he was telling me about... Um, we, were to, we were sort of talking about that, and... Uh, it kind of reignited, like, it didn't reignite, it, like, continued my interest in Green Lantern, and he started talking, mm-hmm. like, have you read Blackest Night? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, that's great, man, you get to see, because at that time, Scarecrow was, like, my favorite Batman villain, because yeah. he was so cool. Um, and so he's like, well, you get to see Scarecrow become a, a Yellow Lantern. And I was like, oh, heck yeah, I'm in, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I read it, um, and I, dude, it went rocked. But at the time... I had Rebirth's vague knowledge and understanding, sure, yeah. but there is so much more. Yeah. And so at the time, I was just enjoying it for the the spectacle mm-hmm. that it kind of was. And then, um, like I said, doing research and, and finally getting a chance to look at some of the tie-ins and read some of those plot points and the preludes and just understanding how Blackest Night came about yeah. is incredible. And like when you think about, like, I mean, first of all, Jeff Johns. I mean, yeah. this is, like, the thing that I read of his, and, yeah. like, so... Um, He's a brilliant writer, yeah. Yes, yes, because, like, A, you're working with um, Green Lantern, who, whoever's writing gets to basically do whatever they want with it. Right. Um, so it's chaotic mm-hmm. uh, at, at the best of times. Um, <laughs> and to just come at it with such a sense of clarity, yeah. and, like, he's like, okay, so we're going to write all of these stories, mm-hmm. it's going to be my run, and they're all going to eventually tie and lead into one climactic thing. Yeah. Which I think is unusual for, for um, at least to have so many stories, you know, build to one titular event. Yeah. It, uh, it, it was, I remember it being teased, because I, you know, you do the trades and I get like the monthlies. And I remember the monthly uh, when it was Green Lantern with the Sinestro Corps War. And just being like floored by that. Yes. And then, uh, and then it ends with the tease of Blackest Night, and I just remember going, "What the fuck?" You know. Yeah. And, yeah. And then you know the next several comics leading up to it, uh, which when they build up the red and the blue Lantern Corps and the and Agent Orange and everything, who my cat is named after. He's Larflees. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. I didn't know he was named Larflees. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we just call him Fleazy, so I think everybody just adopts yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, he uh, actually got to meet Jeff Johns and I and at a con, and I showed him a picture of him. I said I named him Laura Fleas, and he thought that was really cool. Um, but anyway, we. Uh, but I remember like the build up and when it was like, oh, it's now it's officially announced, like it's coming out. And I think it was July two thousand nine, something like that, two thousand ten, whatever it was back in the day, and there was the free comic book issue. Uh, that's like the first chapter where they, you know, talk about their experiences of like, you know, with people who've died and they're talking about, uh, it's, it's Green Lantern and Flash talking about, uh, how they had their relationship with Batman and how they missed him and everything. And, uh, and I was just like reading that and I read it like over and over again, just so excited for this comic. And then it, it did not disappoint when it came out. I mean, and I, in rereading it, I, I always want every time I read these, these big event books. I always think, like, 
I wonder how accessible this is to somebody who doesn't know the history of the DC universe. Because Jeff Johns is not shy about being like, yeah, there's like 60, 70 years of history that you kind of need to know. Yeah. But he's good, I think, at giving you the cliff notes of it in the first few in the first few pages. Yes. So you're like, okay, all these people are dead. I'm caught up. <laughs> you know? There was some emotional connection. Yeah. Um, I, yes, I think that was very much my case having, like I said, just read the book was like, I was like, okay, I don't really know these heroes, but they weren't so, I mean, they were incredibly important and to pick up on that nuance, you had to have known them or like, you know, like what is dead man or something like how it's important that dead man is like dead, Yeah. but he is still existing separately from his black lantern, like counterpart and like. And I was like, okay, I don't, you know, I don't know who Dead Man is. He seems like a cool hero. Maybe I'll read him sometime. But, like, yeah. those guys never stole the show anyways. Right. So, it, yeah. It, it, and it's, uh, it's funny because I always think of Jeff Johns as being, like, the why hadn't anybody done that before kind of writer. Like, in terms of, like, well, why hasn't anybody done, like, a, a, a lantern core for other colors of the rainbow? Doesn't that kind of make sense? And it's like, well... I guess it does in the hands of a lesser writer and lesser artist because the art is beautiful in it. Yes. Um, it, it would it would be absolutely ridiculous. It would just be different lantern cores doing the same thing. But it's like, oh no no, if you're a red lantern, then you're full of rage and you know your the ring replaces your, your heart. Your heart and your blood is filled with like plasma. Yeah. And like yeah. And it's it's just insane. And then like the, um, you know, if orange is avarice, he's the only one, and Which... that makes perfect sense. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And and he's and it's interesting reading that and going like, wow, like and then like hope it only works if they're next to a Green Lantern. Um it's like, wow, this this is really well thought out and this is really good. And and that's why my interest like super peaked. Um especially the build up to to it because it was like, wow, these all these characters make sense. They're interesting and it, I don't feel like, and I never felt like, the, the build-up to Blackest Night, I never felt like I was going, okay, when are we, when are we getting to Blackest Night? I'm tired of reading these things, I don't care. I was interested the whole way into it. I, yeah, dude, I don't know. Like I said, I think he added such, like, a clarity and, like, um, just a cohesiveness. He added so much to the world, mm-hmm. um, like you just said. I also think... Um, that like he wrote Guy Gardner in a way that made him less of a jerk. Yeah, like he's still like a pompous ass, but he wasn't unlikable. Yes, what is it Kyle, right? Kyle Rayner. Ky- yeah. Kyle Rayner. Um like their relationship was fun to watch at the beginning of that. Yep, yep. And then like watching him become a red lantern plus a green lantern and like tear through hordes yeah. of black lanterns. Yeah, yeah. Was like um epic. Yeah. Uh, so what would you say is like your favorite, favorite moment? Like what was the climactic moment for you of Blackest Night? Oh, that's, that's a really good question. I, I'd have to say when, because during this time in the comic books, Bruce Wayne was dead or dead. He was shot back through time. Right. Um, which is a whole other weird story. Um, I don't know if you ever read that. No, um, but I, I, I found that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's why it's not really Bruce Wayne when he comes back as the Black Lantern Batman, although it's an amazing visual. I thought that moment when he came back and then 
he, you know, essentially, quote-unquote, kills some of the other heroes, like Green Arrow and uh, Superboy, Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, anybody who had died uh, that was standing there become Black Lanterns, and then the Black Rings are following um, Hal and Barry. I remember reading that and going, oh my god, this story is going places I had no idea it was going to go. Um, and it's such a... And it, it, like, blew my mind. And then the follow-up to that, I'm getting chills thinking about it, um, when... Uh, Barry's like, you know, grab onto me, you know, and Hal's like, oh, these things are fast. And he's like, yeah, but I'm faster. And he just speeds off and the rings lose their connection to them. I was like, that's so freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, that is such a cool moment. And, and I love, and I think the best types of comics are the ones you can read. And if you're reading them, like, so quickly, like, obviously, you know, I'm digging this up. I almost feel like I'm watching, like, an animated movie or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's so epic that I feel like this, these are storyboards to a movie that I haven't seen yet. Um, you know what I mean? Which begs the question of why don't we have a Blackest Night movie? I I would blame Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, if he hadn't screwed up the movie. Was it, Ryan Reynolds was a great Hal Jordan. <laughs> the writing was subpar. I didn't I, hate the movie still. I, I still enjoy that movie. Um, and my... And it's and I always the way I always describe Green Lantern, I'm like, it's it's this close to being really great. It really is because they have all the right pieces. They were doing all the right stuff. It's just like you get the sense that like the director didn't really care, and you know maybe like, and it was edited poorly, and obviously a lot of studio interference. Because it's it just it just missed the mark. It's that close, yeah, yep. but. But regardless, you know, those guys ended up doing okay, the writers. They ended up making Arrow and Flash and all those shows. So. Oh, I didn't know that's where they came from. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, so they did all right for themselves. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but getting... But, yeah, but that that moment, you know, when they, you know, like it, like I said, it feels like a movie. It's just, I'm like cheering reading it. Um, what about for you? What was your most epic? Um... I think it's so hard because, I mean, there are, like you just said, there are so many moments sure. that are like, I think the thing that I loved most about it was like, you get to see, no, okay, it's obviously when Sinestro becomes, he binds to the life, uh, life force. Like, yeah. that is like, plot twist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. Um, but I think my fate, like, so climactic. Also, when a planet becomes a Black Lantern pretty cool yeah the zanshi yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. um oh dang dude i don't i mean those things are super cool i really liked getting time to spend um with like um um atrocitus yeah and uh like Kyle Rayner and like seeing how the Black Lanterns try to manipulate their emotions or just in general like all of the yeah. characters and because I think and I think this is something that we have discussed before I think sometimes characters especially like in the animated movie Hush right you get that one dimensional view of them right yeah um and like the way Jeff Johns wrote those like manipulation sequences and like you just get to see kind of what makes them tick yeah, and like especially with Atrocitus, who was m before this previously, 
basically like I'll just murder you. Yeah, just just a monster basically. Yes. Yeah. And which is cool and scary because he's basically an unstoppable Hulk, but right. like at the same time speaking of which, I wonder how Atrocitus would go up he would probably completely rip the Hulk apart, right? I would assume so. Because so. he could just regenerate. Anyway. Um, he doesn't have a heart, so he could just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, like, um, but like um, I don't know. Just, like, <laughs> taking him back to his planet and yeah. then being like, hey, calm down for a second. Yeah. Let's talk this out. And then, like, well, you guys literally are the reason my entire planet died. Yeah. You're Manhunters. We did nothing. And right. they obliterated us and like so like you get that emotional moment that that like understanding um which i'm always like a hundred percent for so that was like also like a signature moment yeah of just that that whole arc but it's it, it, and it's great because you finally see this character who beforehand like you said it was just this like rage-filled monster yeah. which was scary and intimidating and you understood his motivations because it's like, oh, I totally get why he hates the Guardians and he hates the Green Lanterns. But to get into that moment is like, oh, wow. Like, so he's, there's real, it, it, you know, strange to say it this way because he's an alien, but there's humanity there. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, so, like, I understood his motivations before, but now I'm actually sympathizing with him. And I'm I'm with him in this moment. And because, you know, who can't relate, you know, to... Just being so unbelievably angry at something, and then when you snap yourself out of it, just even just for a second, you look at yourself and go, "What am I doing?" It's yeah. it's very relatable, you know. And I I know I've had those moments in my life, and where you've like waged war on space itself, and you're like, "Wait a second, <laughs> wait a second, Let me process why I want to do this." Yeah, yeah. And and Lorfleys was there too, and yelling at me that he was hungry. <laughs> He's like, "Give me my! I want the get mine." <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a reason I named him that. But anyway, not just because he's orange. Um, but, so the interesting thing that I, I think that the book did, I remember finding out that it was going to be a whole DC thing versus just a Green Lantern uh, story, which at first I was really not happy about. I was like, that's such a bummer because it's it should just be contained at Green Lantern. Um, I think it, that belongs to them. But then, like, the more they, they were teasing the book and uh, and then reading it, itself i'm just i was just like no you know what this this needed to be a whole dc thing and i'm glad that they did it that way um you get so much more out of it with every character like i said and you know my favorite part ended up being the batman moment well duh for me but you know it's but seriously it's it's really great and then all the different tie-ins that they could do like with flash and superman it was just like whoa like this this story is had to be bigger because death has touched all these characters in various ways you know there's callbacks to like identity crisis and um and crisis on infinite earths of course um and, i mean it's insane how much you're just like oh wow like this 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 needed to be a dc thing not just a green lantern thing and yes i absolutely agree because i think it served to highlight like while that all happened and they may have been like their own individual stories like at the same time they were woven together so well that it just elevated the sense of purpose that, like, mm -hmm. the Lanterns serve. Yeah. You know? Because at the end of the day, like, those heroes were more or less useless without the cores. Right. You know? Yeah. So that's kind of 
rad. Yeah. I mean, minus Flash. Flash, I would say, probably, weirdly, was the most relevant it, hero. He, uh, was, I mean, it, at the end of the day, the biggest part of it, I feel like there is a really great kind of a buddy cop story with Green Lantern and Flash, especially at the beginning when they have to fight uh, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Which that, that Green Lantern issue where they fight Martian Manhunter is awesome. I mean, it's just so, like, it's so twisted the way, like, he's, you know, I don't know, the way he attacks them, and uh, and he says, I'm as powerful as Superman, why does everyone forget that? And I remember seeing that and going, I forgot that. <laughs> like, man, that's that's terrifying. Um, and, it's, and it's just, uh, and even the one before that, that, like, the prelude to everything with the Black Hand story. Yeah. Was just just about one of the creepiest damn things i've ever read in my life i thought it was i think it was genius of making william hand be like the tether that kept um necron here and yes because like you it, it just goes to show that like after everything that all of these heroes have done their first thing is like all right we're gonna go we'll try to kill the bad guy first well that's not working okay so he's a lantern Duh, we kill the power source. Right. Can't kill the power source because the anti-monitor's in it. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll kill the anti-monitor. Yeah. And like, all right, that, we can't, it's not working. Okay, we go back, we try to kill the thing. Okay, he keeps regenerating. Now he's just, and then like, it just goes to show almost like the hubris that these heroes have come to like mm. overlook someone so insignificant as like yeah. William Because he's like really not important. Yeah. He's just a dude obsessed with death that's, eventually got something right right you know what what do you think of the it's a weird motivation for for the villain to be like let's just accept death because it's reality um it's it's a weird motivation because it's not wrong you know like everybody dies yeah um so it's a weird um it's a weird thing to think about and being like well i don't know because i think we We've known people in our lives, you know, we won't say the names here, that are big party animals. Because it's like, we all die anyway, so who cares? Might as well have fun. And it's like, yeah, but I don't want to die like that. There's you know? a, yeah, there's a nuance. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like an incredibly real villain. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. Uh, it's an incredibly human villain. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you're just like, but why, bro? Yeah. Like... Not everyone, you know. There's oh my god, what, what did that just remind me of? I'll come back to this because I there's no way I'm gonna recall it right now because I'm like scrambling to grab it with my 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 brain hands, <laughs> but I can't seem to find it. There's there's something else similar, like I I think it is like it's sort of this reoccurring thing where like someone is just like, you know, eventually someone's like, you know what, death is the answer because life sucks. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and I love that we have these heroes that you you know you and I look up to that that can say like yes death is real yes everybody dies but that doesn't mean that life isn't worth living and i and that's such a really powerful lesson for people to have to see and i love that superhero stories do that so well and i think about that all the time you know that we can have these very real conversations but we're talking about these like very fantastical things you know um you know, like I was saying, it's like, oh, I know what it's like to be so, you know, full of rage that when you break down, it's just like, you just really break down. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about, like, 
death as this like you know it's it's a scary thing to think about and it can consume you um you know especially when like you lose somebody you love it's really yeah. it's really rough yeah and then you're like oh man like that person's gone now yeah and to think of them coming back and haunting you in this like terrifying way is god i think uh I, I what i'm really glad that the book didn't do which i really was expecting i'm glad they didn't bring back hal jordan's dad i'm glad he didn't become a black lantern because i think that would have been too much it it just it, or would have been because johns has already done stuff like that in in others like sinestro core and sure yeah it, so it's like it, it would have been too much and hopefully and i guess he must have realized it and that's why he never did it there was that yeah because it was uh it, it it is nice to see that like he had that excuse of like black lanterns could literally bring anyone or anything back as yeah. long as they weren't at peace yeah um, that was i mean that's kind of a beautiful sentiment yeah yeah i thought so too um what one of the parts that i liked the most was bringing uh Abin Sir back and you know that that was really uh something that can tie both hal and sinestro together it's yeah. like because they both i mean Hal doesn't didn't really know Abin Sir, but he uh but he owes his life to him, essentially. And uh or his superhero career, whatever you wanna however you wanna put it. Uh and Sinestro was like, Well, he was my best friend and you know one of the things that I think the movie did really well, because um, he talks about that, he's like, you know, he was my mentor, he was my best friend, you know. Yeah. Um and then and then, you know, you you see like the guilt with Sinestro. I'm dead because of you, because you didn't believe me, you didn't listen to me, and it's really, I mean, it's really like, wow, like, of all the characters in Green Lantern, like, Green Lantern's great, I love Hal Jordan, but Sinestro was like, he had the best arc throughout the whole Jeff Johns run. Yes, well, yeah, I mean, you, you, Jeff Johns really gave him the sense of, like, I mean, the Sinestro, like, the, the Sinestro core wars were, like, all about Sinestro rearranging and kind of tearing down what the Green Lanterns thought they stood for. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, those wars, what, uh, the the Guardians were like, all right, you know what? Yes, Green Lanterns, you can officially start killing people. Yeah. And, like, he was able to make, I mean, to be honest, bro, I feel like Blackest Night and, like, that whole arc and even the Sinestro um, core, like, all of that stuff is, like, so relevant today because, right, Green yes. Lanterns are a police force, right? Yeah, yep. And they, those wars, man, and even the War of Light, like, like, police brutality, and, like, then we have, like, COVID, and, like, black rings rain, for, you know? <laughs> I think it's a great, it's a great poignant read for now. It, it, it is, and I, and I realized that rereading, and I've been rereading Sinestro Core War too, and I was just like, man, like, there's such... It's it's weirdly prophetic. <laughs> the, the, uh, yes. Yeah. I, I think. I think what that really goes to show is like in a way like. It reinforces that life is cyclical sort of things yeah. where history repeats itself and nothing has really ever changed. We might have like shiny new toys, but like, yeah. the core of humanity hasn't really shifted in a way that matters much. You know, it's it's interesting. I I think a lot about this with this presidency. That if anything good came out of it i think it's that more people have their eyes on the white house and on congress and what they do um which 
you know, and then people are kind of waking up to the fact that, oh, we used to always joke about how politicians don't care about us. Now we're literally seeing it, and arguably social media is doing a lot for that too. But it's like, I think people are now just like waking up to it. Like, we can't just sit here and just take it anymore. We have to, you know, see this. Yeah. You know, we, we, um, the, the harsh truth for what it is. Um, and it's, and that, that in itself is, can be really kind of hard to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause I think you are seeing more people hopefully like get involved and start understanding that we as a society have, have not called them on their, um, behavior yeah. for far too long. Right. But the flip side of that that is scaring me is that, like, I'm seeing a scary amount of people retaining the ability to deny that and that, yeah. like, this is the change that we want to see. And I feel like, I hope that, I hope that, I don't feel like that, I hope that that's strictly because they are so in deep with their beliefs now that they and so genuinely ashamed of supporting it that they're like well i have to stick with this yeah because otherwise i look like an idiot but like that's not good like you should <laughs> be like all right hold on i you know maybe maybe i was wrong it's okay and like yeah i, I want because i i mean i mean even in, in parts of blackest nights and like uh, the greatest like emotional points of anything ever is like when the hero realizes that maybe just maybe he didn't handle it the best way yeah yeah and that he owns that um that was actually to uh get off on or to you know real quick throw this tangent in here uh that was actually the reason that i loved black panther so much um because i felt like at the end of it um it wasn't just like the hero vanquishes the villain like T'Challa was actually like, you know what? He had a point, and and I need to, and I we could do better. Yeah. And and I think that that was something that that stuck with me. Where I, you know, and a lot of people were like, oh, I didn't care for that movie, and I was just like, I was like, you know what? I I did because I felt like the hero actually had a major change at the end of it. Where yes. some of the other films, I I didn't feel that way. You know. Yes, I mean, because I think when you to continue down this arc, I think. Yeah when you watch those films and like let's talk about like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man mm -hmm. he goes through some stuff yeah but his answer is to run from it to swallow it mm -hmm. to stuff it down to just add, it's just another tally at the end of the day he's like yes this sucks but he never does anything to change his behavior and so right with Black Panther 2 uh, I am excited like this whole new wave of Marvel I'm very excited for so yeah. screw you COVID uh, for <laughs> yeah. ruining that you did um, um, yeah, the, the upcoming Disney Plus shows I'm looking forward to. Yes. Um, um yeah, but, but going back to, uh, to Blackest Night, the, um, it's, you know, to touch on what you said before about the, the heroes and villains as the different, uh, colored lanterns, it was like, I never knew I needed this until now, like, and it just, it got me thinking so much, like, you know, and I used to do this all the time like well what if this was in the marvel universe like who would the x-men be what Ooh. colors would the x-men be yeah you know what colors would the avengers be 
And I think it was really easy when I would talk to some people. I'd be like, what what color do you think, like, you know, Spider-Man would be? And they'd be like, oh, he's, he'd be blue. I'm like, well, not just because he wears a blue costume. Like, you know, that's just, that's a silly, easy answer, you know. Um, although I think Spider-Man probably would be blue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, like, in terms of, like, X-Men, I was like, well, Wolverine would be red, 100%. And that'd be amazing. Yes. I, here's an interesting one for you that I think... The I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch this the Hulk in at least the Marvel Cinematic Universe I would put him as a, a star sapphire. Really, I think at his core, love really drives him, and mm-hmm. I think the sapphires would probably. I think red is such an easy answer. Yeah, but I think it goes beyond like why is he getting angry? Yeah, and it's for the protection of like himself and like in other instances, uh, people that he loves. Yeah. And so I think the Star Sapphires would try to send him a ring. Interesting. I'm yeah. not sure it would fit, <laughs> but it, I think they would. To be a different kind of ring. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's got to be bigger, right? <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I thought about stuff like that. Even something, I went even further, and I was like, I think if it was... Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ooh. I think Buffy would be uh, Indigo. Because um, I think she's very compassionate. Um, I like that. Um, yeah. And it's also like, man, like, I, I wish. I, I do wish it had been Batman, and Batman could have been a Yellow Lantern um, during that. Or, you know, seeing Superman as a, as a Blue Lantern. Because I'm sure he'd be a Blue Lantern. Um, but then it's like. You know, it's it's harder to pick who would be green, you know. Um, and I think if it was, like, in Marvel, when I think of the X-Men, I think of Cyclops. Because I think Cyclops has a really strong willpower. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Batman got a yellow ring at one point, but he had already previously been a Green Lantern, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Batman is theoretically a Green Lantern? Yeah, he's... I mean, but, he's... Yeah, he's... Yeah, Batman, he, yeah. he's... Yeah. Um, there is... Um, he's lantern fluid yeah <laughs> that's good uh, have you read forever evil that jeff johns did um no i'm gonna be honest blackest night is like the jeff johns work that i have <laughs> the only one that i've ever read you're like i'm i'm done after that one you i don't have, need any uh, yeah this is the best that you could ever do <laughs> well forever evil there's uh it's like the the evil version of the justice league from earth three invades our earth and they uh, trapped the Justice League, except for like, uh, like Batman and Catwoman, um, and um, who else? It's so it's like Lex Luthor and Sinestro and Black Adam that team up to stop the evil. They're called the Crime Syndicate. Oh, that's kind of a cool combo. Yeah, and and at one point Batman does have a yellow ring. He doesn't have much of a charge to it, but he tries to fight the their version of Green Lantern um, called his name's Power Ring. Um, but that's another one where Jeff Johns like. Man, you should really look it up because it's pretty great. Yeah, uh, I'll have to check it out. I mean, uh, to be honest, like, if anything, these uh, podcast episodes that I've been on has just renewed my interest in, like, reading comics. And, yeah. Like, with Leah going away to grad school, I have a little bit more time to nerd out. Yeah. Um, you gotta, you gotta just get the women out of your life and just... And then be really sad that they're gone, and you're like, what am I gonna fill the hole with? And it's like, she, she's reading. Not, she's not listening to this. You can say whatever you want. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I know, man. No, um, but, uh, no, I, it's funny, because I, I think that about, um, like, my, my daughter, and it's like, and I was talking to her mother, and I was like, I can't wait. Like, she's only, like, you know, a little over a year now. It's like, I can't wait 
to show her Wonder Woman and like Supergirl, or at least the first couple seasons because it's kind of garbage now. But <laughs> but you know, but stuff like that where it's like I I want her to get into that stuff the way I did when I was a kid. Yeah. But it's it's also so much more mainstream now. Like when I was a kid, it was like it's like oh you like Batman and I was like picked on for it. Whereas like nowadays people are like oh my god Batman's the best hero ever. I'm like yeah shut up right like. <laughs> you know I think a lot of that is like we've gotten to a point where like those people liked batman they were just incredibly closeted about it yeah yeah and like i don't know so yeah i i i think i was fortunate and i don't think what i'm 25 almost 26 so like either i had a great group of friends or like i lucked out my high school but like no one really gave you crap if you liked that stuff so yeah I, I just over time, you know, I think people are starting to loosen up about yeah other people's interests. So maybe that's a good thing about society right I, now. I I think so too, and I, I try really hard not to not to crap on it. What anybody likes uh, for the longest time, like the biggest thing for me was like Twilight. Like if you like Twilight, I would be like I I can't look you in the eye. Yeah, I, I think it's stupid and it's horrible and teaches women the wrong lessons about love and men and blah 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 um but then as i got older i was like you know what like if people like it fine it's 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 their interests um and it doesn't reflect poorly on their character um as much as i thought it did when i was younger (laughs) but it's also like you know it's fine um because i because of the because i had to kind of sit myself down and go i don't want people doing that to me being yeah because i've had that i've been um like I was on uh, I was on Twitter once and I was saying how oh I love Avengers versus X-Men I think it's one of the I was like I love this comic and somebody replied a guy that I was friends with at the time he was like oh so you're a fan of terrible writing and I was like I don't think it's terrible you like it and it was it was really strange for him to go out of his way to like you know it not he's not attacking me but he's picking on the story and it's just like when I see people that are like Spider-Man 3 is a masterpiece I look at them and I'm like I don't agree with you. I think I think you were watching a different movie. <laughs> you had to have been. But if you like it, that's cool. And I'm going to keep going on with my day. <laughs> so clearly you're an indigo lantern. Um, <laughs> I must be. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. And, like, I try very hard, like, to catch myself. And, like, especially when it comes to, like, retaliating against those people. Yeah. Um... Because I think it is so much easier to feel like you're being intellectual and important when you're tearing something down. And this, yes. I mean, that's I, something people have been saying for, like, years. But, like, I also think it's, like, the golden rule where, like, people say that, you know, like, do unto others as you want others to do unto you. Yeah. And, like, they're like, yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. And then don't follow that. Yeah. And, like, completely yeah. throw And, I, I, once again, I think it's just human nature. But um, I think it's important that there are people like you uh dare i say it, people like me who pause for a second mm-hmm. um and try to be, just be like yeah okay cool you know it's cool that you're excited about something because i think that's that's what's important yeah yeah because otherwise you end up with william hand <laughs> who's just like you know what death's inevitable let's jump on that train yeah and oh what a creeper too like god, just my a... god first of all the last name hand terrible <laughs> <laughs> um I, I liked the, the, you know, getting back into the story that when he's telling his backstory, um, the, uh, um, the 
uh, Black Lantern symbol was on the family mortuary building. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Um, and I was like, I was like, oh, that's a cool little, you know, foreshadowing Easter egg thing, you know. And it's cool to be able to do that when you're in charge of the story and be like, well, this is, that's going to be there. And then it'll lead into this. And, yes. You know, so it's really interesting to do stuff like that. And, um, but, you know, in his uh, backup stories, the, those two pages where he would tell, like, when he had experiences with different, you know, emotions or whatever, the one that always stuck with me was the one where he talks about how he killed his friend and he framed that bully for it. It's just so twisted. Yeah. And I remember when I was at the Comic-Con and I was at a panel with Jeff Johns, it was Jeff Johns Q&A, and, and his editor was the one moderating it, and he and and Jeff was like, it's kind of hard to write Black Hand, you know, you really have to kind of go, go to some dark places. And the editor at the time was like, yeah, every now and then I would email Jeff after you send me the pages, and I'd be like, you okay, man? Like, you need to talk? <laughs> I'm like, it... it it gets pretty intense and I and that's what and that's what like you almost like uh, I remember there was a interview with Eli Roth when, uh, before Hostel came out and he was like his dad uh, was a psychiatrist and he was like dad I'm not crazy for like thinking these things and writing these things and then making this movie am I and he was like he's like no 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 I think everybody has that curiosity and everybody feels and thinks these things it's just that most people are smart enough to know that it's wrong and not to do these things you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah um that dark tone yeah is so beautifully matched in the illustrations yes. and the, the coloring mm-hmm. and like the lighting yeah oh my god and like the decay the just the decaying flesh off of like arthur curry and like all yeah. of like i mean he looked gross when when he calls all the like the dead sharks uh to attack the atlanteans i was like what a what a twisted twist you know (laughs) just there was oh my god it's just really really tough that whole team um, yeah nailed what i what you know going back into like the coloring uh what's what's so great is that when it's the black lanterns i mean they're they're dark and disgusting but when they show the other lantern cores they're bright as bright can be it yeah. almost it, it almost feels like the book is lighting up yes. in front of you you know uh, and it's really exciting to see that and be like man this it, it's like subtly influencing you as you're reading it you know um, the uh the other thing that like just the, the art made me notice that i really liked uh i think kyle rayner's green lantern mask is my favorite green lantern mask really Yes. Ooh, just remembered another favorite moment. <laughs> Kilowog, when he is fighting the the, and this goes into the like emotional manipulation when he's fighting all of the dead Black Lantern recruits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like he's like, I like I carried you back. Like I did all of these things to take care of you. Yeah. yeah. And they're all like, it's your fault. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, man. And then you, because Kilowog once again is another character that was kind of one note where he's like drill sergeant baby boy yeah um so it was kind of cool to see just the tough macho guy yeah yeah yeah. so it's kind of cool to see him kick butt but also at the same time um have some emotional yeah revelations and it's it's great having those characters that you can do that with in it's almost why like i prefer when they get to do the tv shows over the movies because in the tv shows they have 
so much more time to get into stuff like that yeah. and to build these characters up. Um, and, the, and the comics obviously can do it too because they're you know ongoing. Yep. Um, and it's, I remember thinking, um, you know, really falling in love with these other Lantern Corps and being like, oh man, this is so exciting. And then for whatever reason in my head, I was like, but after Black as Night, they're all done, right? Like that, that's going to be, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought the ending of Black as Night was going to be that all the Lantern Corps were going to go away. Yeah. And it was just going to be the Green Lanterns again. And I'm, I'm glad that that's not what happened, you know, uh, that they kept going after that because I think they got some really great stories out of it. Have you read, uh, have you read Brightest Day? Uh, not, I, I did a long time ago. I haven't reread it in a long time. I have though. not read it, so I, I need to do that. That's, that's, it's really good. Um, although it's, it was strange to me that it, like, it's much longer than Blackest Night. It, it's, I, that's what I heard. It's, it's, it took place over the course of a year. It came out like every other week. Um, but it was really cool because you got, you got to see uh, the characters that came back to life at the end, how they all dealt with that and how they all could react to that and, you know, going forward yeah. in their lives. It's, I, I highly recommend, yeah. It's, I'll check it out. Because it was Jeff Johns and Peter Tomasi, they wrote it together, um, you know, and they're, and they're great together. Um, and even now, like, uh, uh, Pete Tomasi, he was on Action Comics for a while and now he's on Detective Comics. He does really great stuff with Batman and Superman. Um, and I wasn't actually a fan of his for a while. I didn't like Green Lantern Corps when it started. Um, but then, like, going back and rereading some of the stuff, I was like, I don't know why. I, what, what was I thinking? I was just being Because it's a lot. Fan. I think it, it's a lot. I mean, with yeah. Core, like, you have minor minor characters of yeah. this, like, you're just like, give me the Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, and and I, I remember thinking that. And, you know, it's interesting. I got into Green Lantern... Because uh, one of the other comics I was reading at the time had the image of Hal as the specter and like holding the lantern, and the line from the book that says um, "evil escaped his sight," and I don't know why, but that just like I was like, I gotta, I gotta know what this is about. Sure. And and so that's how I got into Green Lantern because when that book finally came out, I had to wait a couple weeks because it was sold out. <laughs> I was like, well, crap. And then I just was floored. I was like. I don't know. I didn't realize how much I didn't know about Green Lantern. Like I, I'd seen like I'd seen Green Lantern on Justice League, the cartoon. Um, so it's like I knew there were a bunch of different ones, but then it was like you know they get into like oh guy wasn't a Green Lantern anymore. He was Warrior, and I was like I don't yep. know what that means. Yup, <laughs> yup, yes, and because I really feel like, and writers, uh, if you're listening to this, I really feel like everyone who wrote for Green Lantern was on a massive amount of cocaine. <laughs> all the time because it's so eclectic and like yeah. everywhere and I mean it really became sort of its own mythology yeah because obviously because it's like it deals like it's galactic yeah so I feel like it's it's really a gateway to kind of explore those things and like mm -hmm. they do start talking about higher entities like uh, you know life and death and like the force and stuff like that and but when you compare it to someone like Batman he has a relatively grounded existence. Yeah, it's all fairly human stuff there. Yes. Um, and even, even, but even like Superman, who's alien, he has alien threats, it's still mostly on Earth. Yes. But when you're Green Lantern, you're going all across the galaxy. Everywhere. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It is crazy. Yeah, so. And it can, it, but I, but I, as like, as like, I was reading it thinking like, I kind of miss some of the Earthbound stuff that they did. But at the same time, like when they go to these other planets, they do all this, all this other crazy shit. It's like, 
I, I'm here for it. Like, yeah. it's exciting. Um, and getting that, you know, um, humanity out of it, like we were talking about before with Sinestro and Atrocitus and, and Kilowog, you know, you, you get to really, you're sort of forced to spend time with these characters. Um, but it's not a bad thing because you're, you know, you're, and you end up rooting for them. Yeah. Um, in a really, a really exciting way, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great story. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely it's my favorite DC event. Um, Ooh. It's one that I reread frequently, and it's funny because when Flashpoint came out a couple years later, I was so like exhausted with comic book events and stuff. Have you read Flashpoint? I have not, but everyone is always like Flashpoint is the greatest comic book event. It, so I, I was really shocked that you said uh, Blackest Night. Uh, You're mixing it up. Well, yeah, because I I remember when Flashpoint came out, I was just like oh, I'm so done with these books, and I was like, well, it's Jeff Johns. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. And then at the end of the first issue, I was, like, sold back on board. I am here for this. Um, uh, but, yeah, but, but Black as Night, I mean, like, I mean, it opens with the death of Hawkman and Hawkgirl. You know, just, that's, well, uh, yeah, it, yeah, the first yeah, chapter ends yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah, And it's like, what a way to start the book, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, um, and then stuff like with the Atom character, I didn't really know that well. Yeah. Um, I, have you read Identity Crisis? No, that was but the, I am aware of there's, like, tie-ins. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was stuff I'd read uh, with him in it, but other than that, I barely knew anything about him. But again, and, and Mara, same, you know, with Aquaman's wife, yeah. as, like, I I don't really know these characters. I didn't know who... I didn't really know anything about Firestorm, but I'm but I'm here, and I'm invested. When Firestorm, you know, when his, you know, yeah. kills his girlfriend, I was just like... I'm like crying and I just met this character, you know, yep. there was uh Oh my God. So I think around the time that I was w- reading blackest night, like yeah, flash had like existed mm-hmm. and like, like the TV series on the CW. Okay. And firestorm was like being introduced. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so this is firestorm. So I had a nice like overlay of like, okay, so this is firestorm. And it's like, okay, so this is, and they're going to do this fight. And, so it was kind of cool. Like, I guess to me, because at the time that was like one of the few extra heroes that I had an understanding of outside of um, like Green Lantern, Green Arrow and stuff like that. Um, an understanding like yeah. that was that fight, like that a little bit of arc in there was one of the more significant moments of Blackest Night for me. Was yeah. the Firestorm stuff. Yeah. And, and that speaks a lot to, to Jeff Johns's writing that we like like I said at the beginning you know that we're you and I may not be super familiar with all these characters and you're you, you even less so than me yeah but you're still you're not confused reading it you're not going well who the heck are all these people I don't know any of them like you're brought up to speed enough where you're like okay I I get what's happening here yes and the emotional he does a great job of writing that emotional tension of why do you care yes like just because you don't know who they are doesn't mean that you don't get to care yeah and i think that was really smart because there's there's a lot of uh, other comics that i've read that i've dropped where i'm just like i don't care about any of these characters and uh like horror movies in general are bad about that anyway yeah if you don't like i felt like that's where the the new it movie succeeded because i liked those God, kids so good. yeah i liked those kids and even part two way too long but i still enjoyed it um yes yes but, the, mm. but i mean part of it is being bill hater i mean you know and uh bill skarsgård no. Bill Skarsgård is yeah, yes, he was, yeah, yeah, anyways, yeah. He was fantastic. There's too many Skarsgårds. <laughs> There's too many Skarsgårds. If you're live, if you're listening, 
take the route of William Hand, choose death. Just a couple of you. We don't need all of you. Yeah. The father, listen, I'm going to say it. Goodwill Hunting, your best film, followed by John Wick. So you're done. You're never going to accomplish anything else. That's, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> What a way to end this. <laughs> so anyway, Skarsgård's just go die. <laughs> Become the William Hand. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. But but also don't, because I don't want to die. So Yeah, we don't have superpowers, so we would die in this. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, that would be terrible. So don't do that, but... Maybe. <laughs> um, well, Andrew, uh, this has been awesome. Always. And it's... It's it's so great when you come on and you know we get to geek out about this stuff and you know we do this privately too, um, especially like the first time you came to my house and you were like you were like oh like oh I'm a huge Batman fan too like Batman Forever is my favorite and and you know yeah. I was like really and like we started getting into all this stuff and it's just like by the way and I said this in another podcast I I'm surprised by how many people like Batman Forever is their favorite it's just so good yeah it's it, so good and I mean it blows me away but. Uh, not in a bad way. I'm just like, oh. Right. Second favorite is Batman and Robin. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, God. I just really like Val Kilmer. Well, yeah, Val Kilmer's great. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but this has been fantastic. And, you know, and it's it's fun revisiting this stuff. It's Green Lantern's 80th anniversary, uh, which really means it's Alan Scott's 80th anniversary. But, ever, but all this stuff that's happened since, and there is a lot of history, and there is a lot of insanity with it, but it's so much fun to get into. Um and I hope you check out more of that stuff. Uh, I will, yeah. Like, I might actually go back and read. Like like I said, I did research on the tie-ins and stuff like that, and I'm, they're incredible from yes. like, the plot. So I might actually go back and read those, and, and I'd have to check out Brightest Day. So Yeah, Brightest Day uh, it was the same thing. Where I, The Green Lanterns aren't really in it very much, um, but so it's more about the resurrected heroes and villains that's after cool. the fact. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, yeah highly recommend. Cool. Uh, well, thanks a lot for coming, and uh, we're going to... Sign off with, uh, just... You gotta get a sign-off. I gotta get a sign-off. But it was easy when it was, like, the Joker. Because I had, like, I could say, you've gotta go, go with this. Brightest day, blackest night, baby. Yeah. No evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power for comic junkies' light. Love it. Awesome. And now I'm gonna get sued by DC. (laughs) (laughs) 